Hello, everybody. I would like to welcome you to another episode of All You Really Living. Today, I am fortunate to have a good friend of mine who I can also call uh, a sister, Miss Juna. Hey, Juna, how are you today? I am great. And Rio, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. I would like to thank you for coming by the podcast today. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, first, you are single, correct? Correct. In your opinion, why do you believe it has been so hard to find the right person? Or should I say true love? Well, I feel like it has been hard to find true love um, for many factors. I'm not going to just put it all on the generation and put it all on the men. But I will say that the batch of men that are out right now and single um, is not the best batch. You know, I, I really need God to go ahead and send out a fresh batch because this is just not working out. But outside of this the culture of men and their thought process nowadays, because I feel like a lot of men think similarly to Kevin Samuels. And there's a lot of podcasts now that kind of feed into the narrative that Kevin Samuels and people like him kind of, um, the, narr the narrative that they push forward. So I just feel like it's been hard to find true love because of their thought process. I feel like it's been hard to find true love because of social media. Um, people's intentions are not always the best. I don't have time to waste. I'm not getting any younger. And on top of that, like I, like I just said just recently, my last sentence, I really don't have time to waste. So it, that's why I say I'm not going to put it all on the men. I'm going to blame myself too because I've, I have let work and all my other goals and dreams and aspirations kind of cloud my time and cloud my energy. So I prefer to be doing work and things that will elevate me in my life than to be dealing with or entertaining or, you know, just just trying to figure out a guy right now. Okay. Now, currently, do are you talking or should I say, are, is there anybody talking to you right now? I am dating. You're dating. So what is the ideal date for you? Like the perfect date? Yeah. Um, I think July 15th, because it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but the perfect date to me would be, you know, I never thought about this question. This is a great question. I think a perfect date to me would be, because I'm not picky. Mm -hmm. So honestly, if a man shows thought, like they really thought about something that I like, like Italian food. Or, um, you know, she really likes a specific wine, so make, I'm going to make sure I go to a restaurant that has that wine. Okay. It doesn't take much to please me, but a perfect date would just be me getting picked up and then looking really nice, pretty dressed. I really love to get dressed up and wear makeup and heels and all that. And um, just going anywhere, really, because if you're with the right person, it shouldn't matter where you are. It shouldn't be Ruth Chris or a five-star restaurant. But, you know, typically dates happen in restaurants. So yeah. we sit in the restaurant, eat. I mean, you mentioned you just said anywhere. Is that correct? Not anywhere. Okay. Let me not say the strip. Because the strip club is an hour. Yeah. I do church. Yeah. I've actually done church as dates. And, I, and I've, I've been doing that more and more lately. Okay. Burger and King. I think, Burger King, that's a no. Burger yeah. King. I don't even eat Burger King. I start there. 
<laughs> I ate it too much growing up in my adolescent years, and I'm just done with Burger King. Okay. So now, in terms of the, the dates you've been on, mm -hmm. um, what has been the no-no for you? Um, not tipping or tipping really low, being rude to wait staff. Um, when, when they mention that they don't have a car, if they mention they don't have a car, that's a no, no. Um, if I get the inkling or the feeling that you're not really intentional with your life, like you kind of just taking it day by day. And that's the notes that I'm getting from the conversation that we're having. Mm -hmm. That's a no, no. That's a huge turn off to me. And I, just to be shallow for just a quick moment. If I'm like meeting you on the date for the first time and you're shorter than me, that's a no-no for me, you know. Um, but I, based off the dates I've been on, those are the only no-nos that I've experienced. Now, for you, typically, how do you have you had how do you find people to go on date with? Do you do dating sites or people approach you, or how how does it work for you in the past? Um, honestly, people approach me. Okay. I've tried the whole dating site thing because the people that approach me, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what type of energy I'm attracting. But this uh -huh. is, these are no-nos. So I've tried the dating site thing. The dating site thing does not work for me. To me, the, what I, the vibe I got from doing dating sites was everybody's on here to have sex because that's what they would DM. You know, like, hey, how, how are you? You think you're going to have a really genuine conversation. And they're like, so when can we meet up? Meet up? Why are you trying to come to my house? Why do you want me to come to your house? And you don't even know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that just tells me it's just sex. So people just approach me or DM me on Instagram. My page is public. That's how that's how I get in the dating pool. Scenery, okay. You're right. Okay. Now moving forward, I mean, we we are not that far away from Valentine's Day. During Valentine this year, back in February 14th. Did you receive any gifts? Did you go out? How was it? How was that day for you? So Valentine's Day, um, fun fact, my first time really celebrating Valentine's Day on the actual date mm -hmm. has not occurred yet. Um, however, I have made the best of it because I actually love Valentine's Day. Pink is my favorite color, so I just it really makes my heart happy to walk in the stores and see red and pink. Um, but I made the best of it, and I took one of my really, really close friends, um, and we went out, and we honestly paid for our own meals. We just went out just to do something for Valentine's Day and to show our love for each other. So we bought each other gifts, and um, at my job, the gifts I received were from my, you know, the staff that work with me. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then the guys I date, I want to say I got like some flowers and I went on a date on the following Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Are you a big flower person? In other words, I mean, some people will say Shavery is dead. Uh, people don't get people flowers anymore. So are you into that? Yes, I'm into that 100%. I used to not be into that because I used to think he used to be cute to be one of the girls, like the cool girls, like, oh, you don't have to do much for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not like the other girls. Like, pretty much, I, I feel like I used to be a pick-me. And um, I realized that that got me nowhere. <laughs> so that's why now, like, 
I any type of appreciation, whether it be flowers, a note, a text message, um, you know, chocolates, um, a gift, you know, a purse, any type of appreciation, I'm appreciative of it because you thought of me. So, do you? Um, I don't think you really answered that question, or I don't know if I asked. Do you believe in true love, and have you experienced true love? I believe in true love. I have not experienced true love. And what is true love looking to for you? Um, in my definition, true love is being able to accept and understand the flaws of the person you're with and compromising and molding yourself to fit um, to fit the life of the person that you love. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I, that was super convoluted, the sentence I just said. Um, but I just feel like just accepting somebody for who they are fully, not blaming them or resenting them for any actions that they may do, any habits they may have, um, and just genuinely loving them through thick and through thin. Um, but that's why you have to kind of understand who you're dealing with up front before you even get to that point. So um, basically what you're saying is, meeting the person, getting to know the person, and get then you get to the true love. Yeah. Another word is not like when you first meet the person and that's true love right away. I do not believe in love at first sight. Okay. Because based on your definition, if a person, you were to be in love with that person and that person were to have a, a 480 credit score, will that be a turn off for you? Yes. And it will no longer be true love at that point. Well, I would hope I don't get to the true love point without knowing your credit score. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like credit score, me personally, around month three, I start really talking finances. And I hope you didn't lie to me because it's even worse because now I'm dating a liar. So credit score, I feel like by month three, establish that and know the person's credit score and move forward from that. Because by month three, you shouldn't even be that in love anyway. So if it is bad, you could just break up with it. <laughs> <laughs> so how why do you think i mean i understand why credit scores are important but my question to you why do you think it's important that for somebody listening right now to be with someone that has a good credit score because once you do get to the point of marriage what's yours is his and what's his is yours you guys still have your your you guys still have your own separate socials and your own separate credit scores however if you have a poor credit score, you clearly have poor money management, and that's just going to cross over into our bills, our household duties. If we have kids, that's going to affect literally everything that goes on in our everyday lives. So I just feel like, yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it? Do you think with the age of social media, it's harder to find that one person for you? Yes, because social media has definitely 110% boosted comparisons. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it wasn't as easy in 1980 for you to compare yourself to somebody else's life day by day or week by week. Or maybe in some cases hour by hour because some people post stories every hour. And when people see that nowadays and they compare on social media and they're like, well, dang, well, why I'm not like that? Or dang, why my relationship not looking like that? And stuff like that. They tend to have unrealistic um, expectations. expectations. Right. So I feel like social media not only sets unrealistic expectations for the relationship that you will be in, 
Cause now you 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 on social media all day watching Kevin Samuels, and now you just feel like because you dating me, I should worship you. Because uh, that's just all because you want social media versus if you really listen to your mama and daddy or whoever raised you, you probably wouldn't have had that mindset. Right. Also, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, also, too, I just feel like it, social media just gives them too many options. It's easier to cheat. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like social media has definitely ruined the dating game. Now, you mentioned uh, Kevin Samuel multiple times. What is it that the, because I know of, Kevin Samuel, what is it that he says that making men change, in your opinion? Um, I don't, I'm, let me, I use him as an example, agreed, granted, but I've only watched two videos, however, based on the two videos that I watched, I was just so appalled and disgusted mm-hmm. at just the demeanor in which he speaks to women. I don't even know what exactly he preaches. I've read a couple of things that people have quoted from him. But in my opinion, I just feel like for any man to speak to women of that nature and degrade and disrespect women of that nature does not respect women. And that's not a real man, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why when I say people listen to Kevin Samuels, because from what I hear, he's preaching women to be acting a certain way. Like one of the things, the videos that I heard was, Oh, the reason why you can't find a man. This is him talking to a female. The reason why you can't find a man is because you're too you're too academically, like you've achieved too much academically. Mm-hmm. And um, no man is gonna want somebody with a doctorate. And you're you're 32 years old, and you don't even have you don't even have nothing. You know what I mean? Like he was just really going in on her, and it's just like, okay, so don't get the doctorates, don't get my education to get a man. Like is that is that the cost? Like or is that the is that the you have to you have to sacrifice one to get the other? I just don't feel like that's fair. So just saying stupid stuff like that, to me, I just dismissed him as a whole. And to me that's just a stupid, ignorant thinking. Cause you just cause it works for you, Kevin Samuels, or just cause it works for you in Rio, doesn't mean it's gonna work for me or any other yeah. man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand, I understand. Now, in reference to you currently live, I believe, in Tallahassee. Is that yes, correct? yes. Um, you moved from Miami to go uh, to Tallahassee for school, for college. Um, do you think that Tallahassee has a smaller pool of men for you to find? Oh. Or it's just um, you haven't found the right one in Tallahassee? But if you were in Miami, do you think you would have found somebody by now? I tell people all the time, like, oh my gosh, I feel like. Tallahassee has no men because you have to understand that like, hey I'm currently 25 I moved out at 18 between 18 and 22 I had the biggest dating pool because Tallahassee is a college town you know it's FSC mm-hmm. there FAMU TCC Lively it's multiple colleges there yeah so most of the population there is college students mm-hmm. when you start coming creeping up and getting to my age and older it's harder to find a man that is single that you know it doesn't already have a wife or doesn't already have a girlfriend like there is no dating pool because you know typically after college everybody leaves and goes and moves to another state goes to get a new job moves back home whatever the case may be if i was in miami or somewhere more populated i don't think i would not to say i would have my husband now but i would definitely have more options versus i'm asking honestly the options are not there Every guy that you meet or encounter, trust me, at least 
one of your friends have talked to him, <laughs> met him, spoke to him a little bit. It's always something. So. It's that small. Yeah. Now, how were you able able to navigate um, in your 20s and leaving and pretty much living on your own? How were you able to navigate that? Honestly, at first, it was so difficult um, just because I was homesick at times, a lot of the times. And secondly, when I first left that first year, I didn't, I didn't have a job. Um, but I learned a lot in that first year. And I told myself, okay, I'm going to go home for the summer, which is Miami. I'm going to go home for the summer. I'm going to do nothing but work and save as much money as I can and go back to Tallahassee for the second year. And that's what I did. And it was after that point, I slowly but surely started to build the building blocks into what my life is now. Okay. Because now, I mean, if you see the way I maneuver and act and like Tallahassee has really become my home. And mm -hmm. I never thought I'd say that. It sounds crazy even me saying it now. Um, but it's just like, I know my way around. I have a stable job. Um, I just feel like navigating life period is, is difficult in your twenties when you are single, paying all the bills on your own, trying to work on your relationship with God, trying to text and call everybody back, then working full time is, it is really hard to, to kind of get a grip of it all. You will okay. find yourself overwhelmed. The best advice I could give is just to pray. Pray? Just to pray. So prayer, prayers as work for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, 110,000%. And not only that, but it's just that, you know, it was a lot of times that I was going through some stuff and I wouldn't pray because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I put myself in this predicament. So let me not, let me not even pray. Let me not even bother God with this. But whole time, had I just prayed. He would have gotten, he would have me. And even when I didn't pray, he still had me. So God has carried me through it all and he still helped me navigate. But I will say that sometimes life is just very ghetto. It's just life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Now, how do you see marriage in your, do you see marriage in your future? I, I hope to see marriage in my future. That's something I would want. That's something I, I strive for and always kind of wanted. But as of right now, I will honestly say that marriage just sounds like such a scary thing to me. Mm -hmm. Reason being is that I just don't feel like, you know, before my 20s, I would say beginning of my 20s, I started to see good examples of marriage, good examples of healthy marriages and love. But before that point, I, everybody that I knew that was married either got divorced or was in a terrible marriage where they both were unhappy, they were just in it for the kids, or they were just in it because they feel like if they got divorced, their parents, you know, talk too much. Yeah. And it's scary to not see a healthy example and then expect me to be the healthy example. You know what I mean? And I come from a divorce, from divorced parents. That's always something in the back of my mind because you never know somebody. Okay. You know, you never really know somebody, I don't feel like. Because my both my parents have said like they didn't know that the other the other until the divorce, you know, and that's when they realized how nasty they could get or whatever the case may be. And a lot of divorced people say that. So it's just like divorce is scary. And not to say that I'm thinking about the end before the beginning even starts, but You're I just don't want everything as a whole. Right. I just don't want to get married and it be a mistake because it's like marriage is a big deal. But and what I've seen with men you know, I've I've seen men that will keep up a honeymoon. I've been with a man actually that will keep up the honeymoon stage for a year. 
that had kept up the honeymoon stage for a year and then you know the next couple years is turmoil it's like you never know when the flip could switch you never know if it's genuine you know and people say you don't know until you know and that's why i say i've never been in love because i feel like if i known i would have known you know so how do you protect yourself so you're not vulnerable in other words what do you do to say okay i'm not gonna let myself go all the way that I, I don't know that's actually something i'm still currently working on because in the past i've always been vulnerable and that's why i feel like i'm hesitant now if you would have asked me that marriage question two years ago i would have been like yeah i definitely see marriage in my future I've, actually if i could get married by 30 that would be great and blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. now because of me getting vulnerable so soon and trusting so soon and giving my all so soon it's like I'm not trying to do that anymore unless it's for the right person. Got it. Would you date uh, someone younger than you? Yes, actually, I would, but I put a cap on it. Um, I'm currently 25, so as of right now, the cap is 23 and a half. Got to be 23 and a half. Um, but I feel like the older I get, it will be 25. That would be my cap. Oh, no. That doesn't mean if you're 45, you'll date a 25 year old. Um. My Stella can't get her groove back. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I might. I mean, who knows? But I feel like if I'm 45, then I'll probably push it up to 35. I don't know. I feel like 10 years would be my, my gap. Okay. But even if I date somebody younger, and then we just sidebar, but even if I date somebody younger, it wouldn't. I wouldn't take it seriously. It would just be to date. Like just to go out. But what dates. about the maturity? Because he could be the person could be younger than you, but if he's really mature and treats you right and check off all your boxes, you don't think that you'll open up and let that person, you know, be. There? I'd have to see that because a hill that I would die on is believing that men mature slower than women. So you know, me and another man could be twenty five, but my twenty five is twenty five. And his 25 is 22. It's like, I, so that's why I don't, I really don't even want to date younger men. Like, really, my stipulation is mm, if, if I could, if, if I have the choice, I'm not going to. But, you know, I'm getting older. You need something as picky. I need to, I'm trying to be more open minded. So, you know, now I say yes, I would. But you'd have to knock me off, off my feet, like, you know, blow my socks off. For me to even consider dating somebody younger. Okay. Makes sense. But never say no. Yeah. Never say no. You never know. Right. Um, now we're going to jump into another subject really quickly. Um, you worked at a car dealership. Um, so you know your way inside. You know how it works. Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone who's trying to get a car right now? Who's buying a used or a, a brand new car out of the dealership? What would you tell them? If they're trying to buy a car right now in 2023, because the car market is so bad right now in the sense of they they don't have enough vehicles the vehicles aren't coming out as quick as they used to the mm -hmm. economy is bad we're about to get into another recession buy a new car reason being is because a used car and the new car the price points are literally two to three thousand dollars so it's like why would you buy a 2014 used car with eighty thousand something miles on it when you could buy a 2023 zero miles and it's a $3,000 difference, only $3,000 more. So that's first. So you buying you knew a used car is not as much of a bargain as it used to be. Okay. Second thing, please make sure your credit is together. Like that's the first question they ask you is how's your credit? Your credit has to be together. 
you have to have a good down payment um, because the bigger your down payment, the lower your monthly car note will be. Okay. However, the rule of thumb, uh, excuse me, my, my voice is lost, but the rule of thumb in the car business is for every $1,000 you put down, that's $20 off your monthly car payment. Okay. So that's something to also think about. Um, also, check the interest rates. Don't just rush and take the first bank that the dealership offers you. Literally tell them, run several banks. I mean, they're running your credit anyway. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Run several banks. Go with the bank that has the lowest interest rate so your, your um, monthly payments will be lower. And also, too, they will always put an extra something on your car note, whether it be a tent, um, free lifetime for tenting, or um, um, free free VIN, VIN etching or something like that, Whether whatever it may be. Always look at each line when they offer you the um, initial monthly payment, the initial price. Okay. Look at each line because they sneak things in there and everything is negotiable. Just because they tell you, okay, this is how much you'll be paying a month doesn't mean that's how much you have to pay a month. They're going to pressure you to sign because they think you guys, they think that us as the customers don't know that it's negotiable, but they expect you to negotiate. They actually start off at the highest rate in case you negotiate just mm -hmm. so that when you negotiate they can still do something in their ballpark so always check every line and be like can you take that off can you take that off they always say they can't but they can okay now what is the difference between buying a used car i mean i'm, I'm sorry what is the difference between buying uh either used or new car which you have your monthly payment versus leasing a car well leasing a car it's actually way better than financing. However, the stipulation with leasing a vehicle is that you have to drive under a certain amount of miles each year. Um, because essentially, in a way, for lack of a better term, you're like test driving the car for the year for the dealership. Because after you return that car, after the year is up, the dealership puts that car back on the lot. Um, so with leasing, you have three years. I'm sorry, I'm drinking some water real quick. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, with leasing, you have three years and you pick out your first car. And instead of you paying the full car, pay, the full car note, you pay a percentage of the car note. So it's actually a deal in that way. However, when the year is up, you have to turn it in. And then when the second year is up, you have to turn it in and get a new one. And then when that third year is up and you complete all the car payments, that third car that you took, that that's the car that you kind of get to keep. If that makes sense. I don't know if that made sense or if that was convoluted. So in other words, you get <coughs> three cars within three years? Yes, you got three cars within three years. However, you cannot drive more than, I think the number, if I'm not mistaken, was... 1,200. I think that was 1,200 miles in the year that you can't go over. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, in your opinion, leasing is better than le uh, finance? Yes and no. Because if you are a driver like me, then mm -hmm. leasing is not the option for you. Yeah, if you don't drive finance, anywhere, yeah. you know, then leasing is way better. 
because you pay less each month and you still go home with a car. Yeah, you don't have a consistent car for three years, but at the end of those three years, you do. And you paid a lot less for it than where if you were to pay a full car note every month for about six years, you know? Yeah, five to six years. Right. Okay. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm coughing on your podcast. No, no, no problem, no problem. Uh, now, let's talk about traveling. What are some places you travel? Because you know this podcast is about are you really living? Right. So are you traveling? And uh, what are some places you've been? And what is your favorite place so far? And what are some other places you're looking to go? Um, okay, so I've been a lot of places, Bahamas, um, Las Vegas, California, Cayman Islands, Honduras, Jamaica, mm-hmm. Mexico, um, two actually different cities in Mexico. Um, yeah. Did, did you go to Panama? No. No, no, no. no. I, I feel like I went some, I feel like I'm missing somewhere though, but well, who cares? Anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyways. A place that I really would love to go, or what that's on my bucket list, is Italy. Italy. Even though, like, I hear that they don't like our type of people there, I don't care because the food, like, I hear the food is so good, and I would love to try authentic Italian. Like, if the way I feel about Olive Garden, if Olive Garden is nowhere near how good the food in Italy is, I gotta, I got to try the food in Italy. Also, Bali. Bali's on my list. Okay. Out of all the places I've been, Honduras was my favorite place. They had the best food. All right. Now I do know you do have your a full time job. Mm-hmm. However, you do have your businesses. You have businesses on the side. So I'm not sure if you want to talk about those businesses, where yes. they are, yes. and if people wanted to reach out and how they can reach out to you. All right. So yes, I actually do makeup and I do travel. So if you ever need your makeup done. Um, you could follow me on Instagram at MUA Juju on the Beat. And the way that I'm currently accepting bookings is through DM. Okay. That's the only business you have? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still working. It's, it's still one? some things on in the pot. Okay, we're not going to talk about it. No, no, you're right. I can't see it into existence quite yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it on the end right now so far. Now, in terms of, uh, I've asked a few people that. Uh, in the previous podcast, uh, do you see yourself ever going skydiving? No. Why not? I'm too scared. It's too high. And I just, I don't, to me, I don't see the height of, oh, guys, let's go jump out of a plane. But it's a beautiful feeling. No, it's not. Because even in a roller coaster, when the roller coaster goes down, the adrenaline, I feel my stomach. I hate that feeling. So to imagine just feeling adrenaline coming out of the plane, and that's the only feeling you feel. Like the roller coaster, at least you get some relief because when you go down, you got to come up at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just going down to skydive. I'm too scared. I, I it's enough for me. No, you, you, okay. Well, you don't want to try that. What is? What else would you want to try? Um, I want to learn how to swim. Actually, that's yeah. on my bucket list because I'm too old. And it's actually hindering me from trying the stuff I want to try because I can't swim. Um, but there's nothing in specific I want to try. I'm a very YOLO type of girl. So if the opportunity is presented, I'll do it. <laughs> so every opportunity that's been presented to me, I've done. Okay, that makes sense. Well, with that being said, um, if anybody want to reach out to you in terms of your business or any advice, where will they find you or... What are your uh, social media handles? So on Facebook, it is my name, Junan Jean. On Instagram, please, please follow me on Instagram on both pages. Like I said, 
I have my makeup page at MUA Juju on the beat. And my personal page is juju dot non n o n with two underscores. So again, my personal Instagram is ju dot n o n and two underscores. And um, follow me, you know, message your girl like like my pics. You feel me? I like to post, <laughs> interact. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Well, thank you for stopping by the podcast today. Uh, you are truly the definition of are you really living? Thank and you. Uh, I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you, you thank you. And for the listeners, please don't forget to like, share, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.